Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's October 20, 2014 and this is episode 444. This week we continue our travelogue of my recent Iceland tour and workshop with Tim Fulmer and 14 amazing photographer participants as we travelled around this incredible country. We pick up the trail today on September 25 as we headed over to Geysir to photograph the geyser there and as I mentioned at the end of part one in this series this is actually where we got the English word geyser from. The water erupts from this geyser every five to eight minutes and when it erupts the water can reach up to 70 meters although the height varies each time. I read on Wikipedia that in 1845 it reached its highest eruption height of 175 metres, which must have been incredible to see. Indeed, even now, this is quite a sight, and I enjoy our now yearly visits to this location. To freeze the movement of the water, I used a shutter speed of 640th of a second, and here... I was aligned in such a way that I would enable me to capture a little bit of the reflection and the shadow of the geyser in the reddish foreground. Note too that I cropped this image down to a vertical 16 by 9 ratio. This is mainly because there are people to either side and the crop enabled me to remove them, but Also, I think this helps to accentuate the vertical movement of the geyser and its shadow. After Geyser, we moved to Guldfoss, which is one of the most popular waterfalls in Iceland. One of the reasons I planned this tour a month later than the 2013 tour was because I anticipated less tourists. And that worked in general, but there was still a good crowd here. Not as many as last year, mind, so whereas in last year's shot uh, of the scene that we see here, the there was a whole bunch of people out on that rock outcrop, but this year there was only a few, which was nice. Gultfoss are difficult falls to photograph in their entirety without getting a nasty patch of land encroaching into the image in the bottom left corner. For this shot, I this is about as far as you can go, and I think I actually still used content-aware fill in Photoshop to remove a small triangle of land jutting into the bottom left corner. One of my favourite shots from last year's trip, though, was a shot from the end of the gorge into which all this water is dropping. If you look at where the water is pluming up into the air, that's where I stood to make this next photograph and as you might expect standing directly in the spray of the falls brings its own challenges. Most of the time when the protector filter that I have on the front of my lens gets wet I use a very strong rocket blower to blow the water droplets to the edge of the filter and essentially out of the frame. When you are literally standing in the shower though this doesn't work. I have to resort to using a lens cloth, turning the camera away from the spray, wiping it, then turning it back towards the scene and grabbing a frame before it gets wet again. 
There's actually so much water that I always carry more than one lens cloth in Iceland in case the first one gets wet through. I converted this image to black and white in SilverFX Pro and darkened down the foreground rocks for this look that I enjoy, especially for my Iceland waterfalls. I love how you can see the spray just rising up into the sky here as well. There's so much power in these folds. And this, by the way, I shot at a fifth of a second exposure. That's about as fast as I'd like to go with waterfalls, but there's not much of an option for going longer here. The water drops, droplets attack the front of the lens so quickly that you just can't go any longer. Another benefit of going to Iceland a month later, and I can honestly say that this is something that I'd not expected when I arranged this tour, was that we had splashes of fall colour in a number of locations, such as at Hjalparfoss, which is another waterfall that we visited on September 25th before heading to our hotel here in the Highlands. I actually didn't share any of my photos of these falls from last year's tour because I wasn't overly happy with them. But the splash of colour in this year's shots took them to just a, a little bit of a higher level, so I'm keeping this in my selection. I do like the incredible texture in the rock formations either side of these falls, and I actually have a stitched panorama that really accentuates this too which I'll probably share or make available for prints later. Although we had a smattering of snow while we were at Landmannalaga last year, this year we were presented with some beautiful snow scenes like this one during our entire drive into the area on September 26th. We stopped at a number of places as we drove along the bumpy trail towards the lava field, but we couldn't resist jumping off the bus a few times to make some photos like this. Again, of course, this is a Silver FX Pro black and white conversion. I had a number of frames to choose from, but I really like this one because of the balance of the foreground with the black rocks interspersed amongst the snow, the beautiful mountains and that lovely dramatic sky. The clouds were moving incredibly fast, and the light changing literally by the second. So it was quite challenging to get something that I really liked, but I think I did that here. To give you an idea of the lay of the land at Landmanalaga, here's a screenshot from the Lightroom map module. We'll look at four photos from this location, and they're all marked on this map with the little yellow and orange balloons. I circled the area where we parked our bus, having just forded a couple of rivers to get into the valley, and then we walked about 1.5 to 2 kilometres across the lava field to the other side. I love how you can actually see the lava, literally where it, how it's flowed out and filled the valley in this aerial view map. The first yellow balloon on the map represents this photo. I shot this partly to send to my friends at Guragir as I'm one of their Guragir pros, but also because I ended up really liking the one that I did from this location from last year, as although I could do with a better model, 
including a person in the photo like this can really help to help us to imagine ourselves in the scene looking out across this beautiful valley. Another reason that I included the last shot was because the light was changing so incredibly fast. It's one of the best lit shots that I got of this scene too. In this next image that we see now, you can see the light is slightly less favourable. Despite me having the group wait for about 10 minutes as the sun tried to peep through the clouds, just enough for an okay shot. This is the orange balloon on the map just below the yellow one. And if you are listening to the audio to this podcast and you you don't realise what's happening here as I'm calling out the images, it's an enhanced podcast. This is currently broken in iOS 8 though, so you won't be able to see the images. Hopefully that will be fixed and by the time the majority of people listen to this, this will be a a non-starter. But if you can't see the images in the enhanced podcast on your iPhone, it's because of Apple messing that up again. Um... What you need to do, and this is for anyone that's listening to the audio without an iPhone, you can either view in iTunes and then you click on the thumbnail while holding down the command key on an app, on a Mac, uh, or I guess it's the, the C, I guess it's the command key on a, on a Windows as well. Um, but then, then you'll be able to open the chapters and view the images in iTunes, or just go to the website and the link for the podcast each week is mbp martin bailey photography that is so mbp.ac slash and then the number of the episode so this week it's mbp.ac slash 444 and then you'll be able to view the images click on them in the blog post and they'll open up to be much larger and you'll be able to view all of the detail so we basically hiked along the edge. The, so if you're on the map again, the left edge, as you look at the image, we hiked along the edge of the lava shelf went to the point where the volcano had basically spewed out all of that lava. And as you can see in this next shot, there's still some activity with steam coming out of a number of fumaroles. We'd actually walked up through that mist that we see in this photograph and back onto the lava shelf before I turned around to make this photograph. The fourth balloon on the map in the bottom centre of our loop is for the next photo, this photo that we're viewing now. After we'd climbed back down from the lava shelf and were now walking by a beautiful river winding its way down the valley almost leading us back to the bus. I shot this with my 16-35mm to lens, wide open at 16mm, pointing down the valley and down at the river. I've been very tempted to do a black and white of this one too, and maybe still will, but for now I do enjoy the splashes of green moss that are so characteristic of this beautiful country. As you might have noticed, By the time we'd gotten across the lava shelf, most of the snow had melted away. And by the time we were back on the bus and heading home, it had almost gone from all of the peaks as well. We stopped at a wonderful caldera lake just a few miles outside of Landmanalaga and made a few 
panoramas. I did some panoramas with my iPhone 6. But then as I turned to take a look around, I saw the scene in this next photograph. If ever I see clouds like this just radiating from a location, I always hope that that location is a beautiful one. And here that happened. The mountains in the bottom of the frame here make for a beautiful anchor for a vertical landscape photograph that I kind of fell instantly in love with right there through the viewfinder. As I processed it to black and white in Silver Effects Pro, I realized that this is going to be one that I have to print just as soon as the dust settles after I get home. So that completes the travelogue up to the end of day five of the tour. We'll pick up the trail again next week as we change buses for a good chunk of, of the sixth day and ford river after river to get into the beautiful valley of Thorsmok and that's on September 27. Before we finish though, a couple of things. The first thing is I'd like to remind you that we have now set the dates for the 2015 Iceland Tour and Workshop. If you might be interested in joining us, do check out the details at mbp.ac slash Iceland 2015. It's an amazing tour and if you don't believe me, here's a testimonial that I just received from Richard Strange, one of this year's happy customers. The MVP Iceland 2014 tour and workshop was my third MVP tour I've undertaken and they just keep getting better. This tour was unforgettable for many reasons. Martin's attention to detail and organisation of the itinerary, accommodation, meals and transport have always been exemplary in my view. You don't need to even think about these aspects, leaving only the photography and interaction with other participants to focus on. The photography in Iceland is unique. The best locations with plenty of time to ponder, set up or seek technical advice from Martin or his accompanying expert photographer slash local knowledge aficionado Tim Vollmer on this tour or just to marvel at the site. Waterfalls, glaciers, mountains, lava fields and geysers and moss. Icebergs, seascapes, all pristine and ready for shooting in variable but beautiful lighting conditions. Travelling between these spectacular locations in a large coach made for a very comfortable existence indeed. The food and accommodation on this tour was first class. I believe this tour is perfect for a range of photographers, from keen enthusiasts to the professional, and for those who enjoy the camaraderie of travelling with like-interest people from different nations in a friendly but enthusiastic environment. I have already and will be in the future recommending the MVP Iceland tour and workshop to friends and acquaintances. Richard Strange, Lake Macquarie, Australia. Thanks so much for sending that along, Richard. It's great to hear that you had such a wonderful time and I really appreciate you sending the testimonial. Okay, so before we finish, last but not least, I'd like to say a huge thank you to all of you that have picked up your copy of the complete photography bundle from the five day deal team. The word is that with still eight hours to go on the last day, collectively we've helped to raise a staggering $160,000 for the four worthy charities that are also benefiting from the proceeds. If you're listening to this, 
literally within eight hours of release, then you can still get your bundle at mbp.ac slash 5DD, number 5DD. It's more than $2,000 worth of photography education and tools from 22 of the world's leading pros for just $89, and that's a 95% discount. It's just too good to miss, but if you did in some way manage to miss this, please just sign up for my newsletters and I'll make sure that you hear about the next one when it happens. And I don't know when that's going to be, and of course the contents are going to be different next time. When this one ends in 8 hours, the offer for this this complete bundle is gone forever. So thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share a link with your friends. And if you don't already, please subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. You can find me on Google+, Twitter and Facebook, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye bye.